0: Freaks, I am Frank and I'm joined by Jonathan. Hey, hey, y'all. Today, we're going to be talking about Kenobi, Jedi's, orcs, and Overwatch. But let's first talk about our question of the day. Jonathan, if you could collect three people from history for a show and tell, we're thinking of like a Bill and Ted situation. Who are you grabbing?
1: Okay, so I have to overdo this. I love Bill and Ted, it's great. I love time travel movies, especially. So I'm thinking. I'm not just going to do like a little show and tell like, Hey, meet this guy. He's kind of cool or whatever. If I have a time machine, I'm going to make some good use of it uh, for this purpose still, but hear me out. Uh, So the three people are um, Nikola Tesla, who's an awesome inventor, futurist, somebody who thinks way outside the box in his time looking forward. Right. Uh, Leonardo da Vinci also very much. So thinking of the future, um, you know, real creative, smart, you know, uh, genius in his time, and Albert Einstein, three of the smartest people you could probably imagine, right? I want to get them and not bring them to our current day for show and tell, but bring them maybe five years in the past. I'm going to set them up in a facility and have them do research together with internet access, modern technology. And after five years of putting their brains together, I want to see if they can come up with a new energy source instead of electricity or whatever else they decide they want to, you know, research, but... That would be my project is what they figured out, what they were able to develop in five years working together with modern technology. I love how you're trying to get rich off these guys. No, no, I'm I'm trying to advance our science and technology. I mean, we're going to have a new, and you're not going to get any patents. Well, probably, but I mean, we're (laughs) going to, we're going to have space travel or time travel or something, you know, phenomenal when you put these brains together and give them some time.
0: Yeah. Okay. That's pretty good. I do like the idea of like getting Tesla and Albert Einstein in a room together. That'd be so neat and to see what those two look cook up.
1: They overlapped. They lived almost the same time. They were only a oh, 20 years really? apart from each other. Yeah. I wonder what
0: they thought of each other.
1: Yeah, Einstein was born in uh, 1879, and Nikola Tesla was born in uh, 1856. So, and they they died, you know, uh, about 15 years apart from each other something, 12 years apart from each other.
0: Yeah, those are good choices. I, I, I've always wanted to make a prestige movie that is uh-huh. about Tesla versus um, Edison, and now I know that we could have Albert Einstein like cameo in, and all of a sudden, like like he just like pops in and he's like, "I've got an idea," and then he walks away or yeah. something like that. That'd be fun.
1: That'd yeah, be or picks. somebody somebody would be like uh, interviewing Einstein on what he thinks about these other two guys that are doing, you know, what they're doing, as if he's you know smarter or something like that. Well, he's actually younger than them, so it'd be kind of it'd be the opposite direction actually. But yeah. it's funny. I don't know if you know uh, Tesla worked for Edison. For yeah. several years, and then went off on his own. Yeah.
0: Oh, it's a so. whole thing. Edison like stole from Tesla.
1: Yeah. Well, so that's one thing too. Is I was thinking about putting. People. I was thinking about putting Edison on the list, but it's like he's he's brilliant, I'm sure, but he is much more, I think, uh, known for his the results of not his brilliance, but his business savviness, yeah, and how he was able to employ people and get their patents and all that stuff. So it. Putting him in a room to try to, you know, solve the world's problems, I don't think he would be as successful in that as Tesla would.
0: Uh, there's a fun story from the doll, fun, it's terrible, I guess, but uh, from the doll, <laughs> you guys got to check out the doll, it's say. one of our favorite podcasts. Yeah, all um, of their
1: stories are about really terrible people, usually.
0: <laughs> yeah. But uh, Henry Ford made a deal with Edison, they were friends, and they were inventing the uh, electric car, and they were going to make the electric car like the main version of a car. It's like, just makes more sense. And mm-hmm. The only reason it didn't take off is because the batteries that Tesla or that um, Sir Edison was making were so garbage, they couldn't make a car run. And like the batteries existed. It was just that the quality of the Edison ones were terrible. And so yeah. Henry Ford, instead of like just finding somebody who could make a better battery and making the electric car the standard version of cars for the future, he was just like, no, I don't want to hurt my friend's feelings. So I'll just like go with gasoline instead. And it's like, <laughs> you changed the. F- Future of transportation by not wanting to hurt your friend's feelings. Yeah. What's, <laughs> you know, and,
1: and in, of energy as a whole, like we wouldn't be producing oh, fuel yeah. and all the stuff that it takes to do that. And, you know, our energy grid would have been totally different, but yeah. Mine were crazy. boring. And,
0: yours were better. So we're just going to go with yours. <laughs> well, and when you,
1: sorry, going back to the electric car thing, when you think about it, we've had electric vehicles for so long, they just didn't get the investment into moving fast and being efficient for consumers. Because we've had electric forklifts since the batteries were made. Yeah. You know, electric, electric motors, electric forklifts, you just have to charge them and they weigh a ton, which for that application is necessary. But, right. you know, for a consumer car, yeah, you can only drive for maybe an hour and then you got to stop and charge it. But, uh, yeah, that, that's crazy.
0: You got to think of like,
1: think of a century
0: of development in battery technology, how much farther we'd be along. Mm-hmm. Because we haven't yeah. cared enough to make sure the battery lasts long enough on a car. But yeah. all of a sudden, in the last like 10 something years, it's it's a leaps and bounds because we care about it now.
2: Yeah.
1: Imagine if instead of investing in refining fuels better and making the combustion engine more efficient, we were putting that into, you know, making electric cars. We, we would have been there, you know, 50 years ago or something.
0: Yeah. Fascinating.
2: Yeah.
0: All right. We're going to move on to uh, network news. So we got July 4th coming up. I know we have a lot of uh, listeners that are not in America. July 4th is our Independence Day. Basically, it's where we could be most American, and so we're going <laughs> to eat hot dogs, blow shit up, and listen to loud music. Um, so we're going to take, every, I think pretty much almost all of the all the podcasts are taking a week off mm-hmm. to enjoy the summer sun and hang out with family, so that'll be good.
1: I want to say, not to be confused with Thanksgiving. Fourth of July is more blowing yeah. stuff up and drinking and being out in the sun. Thanksgiving is the American holiday of celebrating how fat we can be and eating as much as we can Yes, and pre- pretending it's about you know uh, friendship with other people, but yeah, sorry. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> no,
0: it's there's a lot of American holidays where we tend to eat overeat, so it's hard. This yeah. was the blowy-up one. That's how you yeah. separate them. <laughs> <laughs> we we do have a new sloop uh, that's, that's in the works. It should be coming out soon. It's a very special sloop, in my opinion. Uh, we have a new Disney Moms Gone Wrong coming out on July 8th. Yes, you're right. That's the release of Thor, uh, so get ready for that. And then what we'll be releasing throughout the next month is Pushing Buttons Summer Brawl. Uh, it is a pushing buttons big event, four episode event where there's a big tournament between the top sixteen heroes in gaming and the top sixteen villains in gaming. It comes down to the bottom last one. We've already recorded all of it, and uh, I was one of the participants in that activity, and uh, it got heated. There were like actual hurt feelings, guys. So it was it was fun. Like we were like, no, damn it, Master Chief would beat Samus and that kind of stuff. So it was it was a hoot. <laughs> Trek Freaks, you guys got a lot coming on, too. I know you guys uh, are kind of caught up right now, but you're going to have some extra guests coming in there, correct? I think I'm one of them. <laughs> we got to figure yeah. that out.
1: Yeah. So we we have a little uh, change in staff for a little while. So we're going to have mm-hmm. uh, guest stars for the next probably three episodes. Yeah. Uh, so, yeah, look, look, look forward to that. It'll be fun. New voices and, and perspectives.
0: Yeah. While Kevin's starting his video game business, that pain in the butt that's so freaking cool. All right. uh, yeah, I keep <laughs> all checking jealous. the shop. Yeah, we're all <laughs> jealous. I keep checking the shop because I bought an Assassin's Creed from him. And then I'm like, I want, I was just telling him yesterday, I want to get like a Guitar Hero guitar again. They're hard to find. So I'm like, come on, now I know a video game retailer. Find me a video, uh, Guitar Hero guitar. So I think he's on it. He's going to find me. Yeah. Uh, we had Obi Wan Kenobi wrap up. Jonathan you're still watching it because you're slow as all hell
1: i am i uh, yeah i'm slow (laughs) no doubt i don't watch shows like i used to it's harder having that having a son and wife and everything i don't have the same sit down watch tv time uh and there's so much stuff to watch right now i'm i'm trying to watch the new star trek stuff that's coming out and don't put as much effort into star wars but also i have been trying to watch kenobi i watched you know the first couple episodes and even last night i put on episode three and tried to watch that I fell asleep during it, and I think that's a sign that it's just a little too slow for me. The story just doesn't move you know, as fast as I want it to, I think. It, yeah. Everything looks beautiful. They're putting a lot of money into it, and it's great production quality, but I just think the story, at least where I'm at now, is just kind of slow for me.
0: I agree. It is a bit of a slow uh, series all the way to the end. Uh, it has its moments that really kind of shine, that, that create these moments where people are going to be talking about it. A lot of the uh, Darth Vader stuff, I think Darth Vader's portrayed... Better in TV and video games than he is in the actual movies. Um, and we see that in this one. Hated Christensen, his acting was above and beyond. And one thing I really I learned uh, recently about him, you know, he played Anakin Skywalker, right, in the prequels. He enjoyed the role and he did as best as he could. Obviously, everybody makes fun of how bad he was in Clone Wars, stuff like that. But then when he was, wanted to return for this role, he wanted to learn why everybody attached themselves to Anakin Skywalker. So he went back and he watched the Clone Wars cartoon, which really made the Anakin and Obi-Wan Kenobi relationship stronger. That's what really the lore is all about, is the cartoon. And he relearned his character from the cartoon based off of his character, the one that everybody fell in love with. And you could see like he has a new level of acting in this, and I really appreciate the effort he put into that. You are at the point now where you're just starting to get Vader, and you haven't... Yeah, you haven't gotten to the point where you see like a you. presence that he exudes.
1: Yeah. yeah, but that's awesome to see. It's awesome to see that he's, you know, trying again a different perspective and and making it what what the fans were hoping for. Right. Because it yeah. sucks so bad when you see a really great character. I mean, from our perspective, it sucks to see a character you love not be done well. Mm-hmm. But it also it sucks to see that like the actor, you know, is a good actor and does good in other things and they just have this role that just wasn't a good fit for them maybe or something like that. And the fans resent them. And there's this whole like, you know, disconnect where it's like, this could be such a great, great place to join and celebrate. And it isn't, you know, for a lot of characters and actors and, and fans, but just to see that not land, you, you know, it, it, it's devastating. So it's great to see that he can kind of pull himself up to the expectations and, uh, you know, really satisfied with what the fans are hoping for.
0: Yeah. And, and overall, I've, I was satisfied with the series. It definitely wasn't the best Star Wars series. There's many better ones, in my opinion. Mandalorian mm-hmm. is is number one. But this felt very, you know, Boba Fett. It kind of felt like that. Like, it was enjoying, enjoyable to watch, and there was definitely some moments uh, that stood out to me. Um, but I kind of felt like it also might not have been as needed as, like, the Mandalorian has been, where that really delves into the the Mandalorian lore a little bit more mm-hmm. and will be going forward. Do you think they needed to tell a story of Obi-Wan, old Ben out in Tatooine Desert?
1: I mean, for nostalgia, I'm sure it brings in a lot of people, a lot of the older Star Wars fans, to what's going on new. But it kind of seems like they're just laying a foundation for future growth. Like, they they want to expand in different directions. I I don't know where this season or series ends with uh, Leia, but it's like now they could probably make a whole nother series just about Leia with a, a new teenage actress and, you know develop that character more so it's disney they got tons of money i'm pretty mm-hmm. sure they plan out the next you know 20 years of production on these uh so yeah i think though we may not be able to see it now i think they have a plan for how to branch this off into other this may not be the one that was going to sell the tickets they i think they knew they already have such a base just using the names and the the actors that they have in this it's going to get seen but they can kind of write it in a way that it's not all candy. It's a lot of infrastructure to build future yeah. shows, I think.
0: Yeah, create substance instead of just being like, hey, here's, here's what you wanted as a fan. You wanted to see yeah. Vader smash this or whatever. You're going to see that actually create substance. Yeah. A good example is Leia. I think she's the highlight of this entire uh, series, really. I think everybody, mm-hmm. the new character everybody cares about. It added more to her meeting old Ben in New Hope. I liked that. Mm-hmm. You, you had nostalgia. You brought back names that we all knew. And then you added something that actually kind of benefited some of the old stuff. So now when she's calling for old Ben on R2D2 message, uh, we kind of like, oh, she knows who old Ben is. It's not just her calling to yeah. somebody her dad knows. She's had run ins with him and actually trusts Obi Wan. That's what I wanted. I want something that kind of adds just a little more flavor to it. Doesn't break it. Please be careful. Don't break <laughs> stuff. But as yeah. good, I think that's pretty good.
1: And I like that they add to her character because she she didn't have much to do in the old movies. Like she was just there, and you're like, oh, you gotta, you know, respect her because she's important in their government and you know, she's the daughter of Vader and all this. It's like, yeah, but who is she and why should anybody really care about her? Well, now they're kind of developing, like, oh, she's a real sharp mind and she's yeah, you know, a tacticianer and you manipulate people with words and things like that. And like, you know, she doesn't have to use the you know, force mind tricks, she can Talk to people and convince them to to go her way that's kind of cool at least they're building that into her character like you're saying it makes it it makes it that much better it makes you appreciate more when you watch the movies the character that we've already seen because now you're getting a little little deeper backstory
0: especially like in in a new hope she's very underutilized she's just like the sassy maiden in dis- distress you eventually do see that she's you know kind of like leading the rebellion in the later movies but this kind of bridges that gap we see her as that you know, kind of smart ass, spitting in the face of Vader attitude. <laughs> bridge over. That's like, oh, okay, I-, I get where she got that from, and she's had run-ins with Vader in the past and and his ilk. Um, but yeah, do you think they're gonna oversaturate the Star Wars IP, the franchise, the market to where we're gonna end up like, you know what? I just don't want anything Star Wars anymore. I don't- Marvel kind of overdoes it sometimes. We're getting close to that Marvel.
1: Yeah, I think Star Wars is already getting there, and. Really? Yeah, and so I think they they gotta slow down, but I I'm pretty sure like like Marvel, I'm pretty sure they're uh gonna be shifting soon and targeting a younger audience. So if they're not already, but I mean, uh, it seems like a lot of the stuff is to bring in the classic movie fans, and then they're gonna I think start targeting a younger generation. So maybe these next couple series coming up or the you know future movies would be more targeting teens and young adults.
0: There's two future projects we're going to be talking about, Taika Waititi and then a rumored project. The Taika Waititi project, I think, is going to do well because he specifically has told everybody, this will have nothing to do with the Star Wars you've seen before. We're not He specifically said, no Skywalker saga. You're not going to see anybody with the last name Skywalker or Kenobi. It's a whole different thing. And I like that. We talk about that with the MCU, like tell a different story in your universe, a different mm-hmm. kind of story, so that your universe can both both thrive and deep in itself and you can play around in it a little bit more what kind of story should should taiko Atidia tackle a human story pirates i always say pirates something like that
1: i, I like the politics in it i mean we oh, see yeah. these awesome space battles and we see jedis and sith lords and they can use the force and all this stuff but we also see that like there's this huge structure that is the empire and they're you know there there's just like so much we don't know of the behind the scenes but we get little glimpses of you know how their government works and stuff like that. So it'd be kind of cool to have a like a political drama that mm-hmm. is just the dynamics that that works in, you know? Yeah,
0: that would be nice. It, it's a little tricky because Taiko T D I I doubt, will do that. Uh, he's done yeah. Jojo Rabbit, which ha- was has those kind of complexities. Uh, that is mm-hmm. a must watch. But he also, on the other hand, has done Thor Ragnarok. And so he, <laughs> this might be party Star Wars. We're not you know, <laughs> something like that. This might be the story of, I'm not, now I'm just kind of making this up of like a Wally e type sh- ship that's just for cruising and partying, floating mm-hmm. around in the <laughs> Empire.
1: <laughs> yeah, but like you touched on pirates, I think a, a, a story of a ragtag group of pirates, something like that would do good too.
0: Uh, the other project we're going to be talking about, this is a rumored project, so take it with a grain of salt, is a Cal Kestis story. For you guys who are unfamiliar, Cal is the main character from Star Wars Jedi Fallen Order, very popular game of, I think, 2019. And I think it might have won our game of the year. I'm not positive on that. Uh, And a sequel has already been announced for that game. Uh, Cal Kestis is an awesome character. I actually just got done beating this game this week uh, on our stream. So go check that out if you guys would like. And quick rundown on him. He's played by uh, Cameron Monaghan, who is from Gotham, from Shameless. He's a, uh, what is it called when they're like a Padawan or, or a youngling, a child Jedi in training. And... He's aboard a ship when all of a sudden, here comes Order 66, an infamous scene we've seen a dozen times where the clone troopers turn on their Jedi Masters. He, with the help of his Jedi Master, barely escapes the ship blowing up and goes into hiding, and it's such a cool intro scene to the game, but you are now an adult, you're um, on this world where they're scrapping old ships, and you're working with your buddy, and uh, something happens, whatever, your buddy slips and falls, and he's falling to his death, and you use the Force to, to grab him. And then all of a sudden it's like, oh shit, you're a Force user. Oh no, you're a Jedi. And the Empire shows up on your planet like, we, we, we know that somebody's used the Force on this planet. Where are they? So you're on the run the whole time. You run into other people that are also on the run. And you find out that there's a holocron that shows every Force-sensitive child in the galaxy. Your plan is to use that holocron to start a new Jedi temple. And it's, that's the premise of the game. And like, what do you do with that? Of course, the Inquisitors are after you. Darth Vader's Inquisitors are after you. So, I'll kind of give you guys a run up on the game. Jonathan, do we want that story in live action TV?
1: Yeah, that sounds really good,
2: actually.
1: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I think yeah. that'd be that'd be pretty cool. Yeah. yeah.
0: That opening scene when he saves his friend, and you know the situation, you're like, no, just let him die. Oh shit, you, know, <laughs> you can't because you're, you you raised a Jedi, so you yeah. foolishly have to do good, you know. And it's like, damn, you just. You just mess things up for yourself. It's a wonderful game. I played it on easy mode. I'll I'll admit, I know Sam's going to be talking to Mac, but I played it on easy mode to get through the story because it is very difficult if you don't. And it was was a lot of fun. The Order 66 thing, I think we've seen a lot, so we don't necessarily need to go into that too much. Uh, We got a lot of that in the Kenobi series, matter of fact. So we don't need to see much of that. But I would like to see something that kind of shows the idea of Jedi trying to restore the Jedi Order. I think for the most part we see them just on the run, but nobody's trying to restore it. And this would be the story for that. Uh what are your thoughts on Cameron Watt again? How do you like him as an actor?
1: Oh, he's great. I mean, I I watched uh most of Gotham. I think I loved his. I still gotta his, watch more of that, yeah. <laughs> yeah. I I say most most of like the three seasons that were out back when I was watching it. So yeah, yeah, I know there's more. Um but I love his his uh take on Joker was great. But I've watched all of Shameless. That was one that you know my wife likes too, so we would watch it together. Um, and he's just fantastic actor, so I love it. I want to see him in more stuff. I think it'd be, you know, obviously he's done good in the the game so far, so that'd be awesome to see a live action story with him in it. The game's on sale right now, John. I really would suggest you check out the game at some point. It was uh,
0: 15 hours for me to beat it, so not too long. <laughs> <laughs> nice. Yeah. We're moving from Star Wars, guys. So much cool stuff there. Of course, we talk about it on TikTok whenever something new comes out. So follow us on TikTok, and I'll make sure to share it over there. Or well, we're moving now. Lord of the Rings. We're going from sci fi to fantasy. And we have Rings of Power, the Amazon series just released their first look on the orcs. What's your first impression on these orcs?
1: I think they look pretty awesome. They look like they're each uh, from different, you know, worlds or different realms or environments. Like factions and
0: of the orcdom, almost, you know? Yeah,
1: yeah. I know specifically, I, I should have I saved the pictures on my desktop. Um, <laughs> but specifically, that uh, one of them looked like they were like made from the trees. Or, mm-hmm. you know, part bark, bark in them and stuff like that. Oh, that looks pretty awesome. Yeah, so because... I hope they're the, they're going to pit them against each other, right? They're going to show this, the division between the different factions of orcs, you know?
0: No, they're going to be, you know, they're going to be doing orc life where they're just hunting down for, <laughs> for uh, on uh, hunting down our humans, our heroes and stuff like that. They're just general bad guys, but you're right, the level detail on them, it almost seems like we're going to get more of the orc, orc culture, which, hey, I'm always down for more culture on something I haven't just seen before, so that's cool. And I especially like that. In an interview, IGN with the guys that making the show, they said that everything that's like close up of an orc is going to be practical effects. Nobody's mm-hmm. CGIing any orcs unless they're like far away, like a distant army running. Yeah. Um, so a lot of these shots, they're beautiful, high def shots. Are people in full prosthetics from head oh, to God. toe? Or six hours in a makeup chair. <laughs> oh, I know. And then really cool armor. Uh, Scott, who's the moderator over on our Discord, made a really good point that. One of the helmets the orcs are wearing is stolen from Gondor. So yeah. they're actually, like, some of them are wearing stolen human armor. And that's just, oh, that's, or maybe not Gondor, you know, I don't want to say Gondor because I don't think Gondor fully exists right now um, in this timeline. But, yeah, I really like that love uh, and care it takes and the special, other uh, practical effects like that. We're also getting female orcs. This is the first time we're going to see female orcs, which is funny because they're not necessarily mentioned in Lord of the Rings. But it is said that they they what is it multiply like men and elves. So George R. R. Tolkien like J. R. R. Tolkien said George as in the other one. Um, like twenty years later is like well then now, yeah that means there's got to be female orcs. So they now they're officially establishing female orcs. So we'll mm-hmm. see what those look like. Which I'm sure they're gonna be cuties. You know. Yeah, <laughs> so I wonder that's how.
1: I mean, so they don't want to make—they don't want to soften the orc, right? They need to be right. gross, grotesque. You—you just—you can't have any sympathy or mercy for them because they got to be killed in bulk. They're—they're they're the enemy. Uh, so how would they make a female version also nasty and, and all this and the whole process? Like they have babies. What do the orc babies look like? Aren't they cute little? You know, like a puppy? Oh yeah, don't be fall in love with the orc babies. Exactly, no. yeah, yeah. So I yeah. like how they showed the orc being made in uh, the two towers. Right? They were, um, which I oh, no, think is orcid. just the general way they're made. Yeah. Is it Yurikai? It's the
0: Yurikai. Yeah yeah, yeah. 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 The sour things Yurikai. But orcs are, are twisted and tortured elves. Yeah. And so they, I believe they should still generally be that. And I don't think there's going to actually, well, no, they, they do breed. say they breed though. Yeah. There's got to be orc babies. So that, yeah, because there's yeah. different
1: types of orc. And we see, we see the Yurikai are huge, you know, buff ones. So those were <laughs> the elf they're ones. They're awesome. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. But, uh, and I love how, like, they kind of bat around and squash the small orcs while they're fighting. So they, like, stomp all over them. Uh, but yeah, to see the small orcs with their uh, culture and, and, you know, all the stuff developed, like, that'll be really interesting. But I hope they don't try, I, don't, I hope they don't make us feel sympathetic for them because we need to, you know, not feel bad when they die in bull.
0: But I wouldn't mind them being more complex than just, like, kill man, yeah, kill yeah. elf. That would be pretty neat, actually, Like where they're trying to survive and stuff like that, which would be really cool. Uh, I will say, if you guys want to experience really complex orcs, a good version of this is in Shadow of Mordor and Shadow of War, the video games. Uh, they, you actually befriend orcs and use orcs and work with them, and they are different factions, and there is this almost Klingon mentality amongst them, which I think is really cool. Mm. So it's definitely worth checking out. I'm happy for more Lord of the Rings being around, man. I've got to re- re-watch these movies. It's been too long for me. It used to be like every couple months I'd watch them. But it's been years now.
1: Yeah, they're long movies. But I was, gonna, I was at first I was gonna suggest we had like a watching party and we watched. I was like, well, that's gonna be an all day event because they're so long. Oh yeah. Uh, but yeah, it'd be fun to at least
0: uh, we could do sloops about them. Not like we need to always make content about absolutely everything. But <laughs> but yeah, we could watch them and do sloops them. about them. Yeah, might as well.
2: Yeah.
0: I don't know. Something to think about. I, I'm already thinking like it's gonna be impossible to lock anybody down to watch Lord of the Rings. It's <laughs> Hey, you want to watch a three-hour movie and then do that, you know, six times? (laughs) (laughs) Can't wait. I know, right? I'm going to watch my newest. All right, Overwatch 2 is officially going to be replacing Overwatch 1. So here's the deal. Overwatch 1 came out, whatever, five years ago. Probably even longer than that at this point. Uh, You paid $30 to $50 for it. Then you were able to play it. Multiplayer, you know, you played Overwatch 1 a lot. And now Overwatch 2 is coming out. Now Overwatch 2 is going to be free, but they're using the Battle Pass system. So you can either do the free battle pass, for you guys who aren't familiar with battle passes, free battle pass, you'll unlock rewards and cosmetics naturally as you play, or you could pay a little bit more, usually like 20 bucks, for the paid season battle pass, and you'll unlock more cosmetics. And that's not going to be how they make their money. It's the Fortnite model, it's the Warzone model, a lot of people are doing it now. Even Sea of Thieves, I think it's got something cooking up for that too. First off, what are your thoughts on, and they're going to get rid of loot boxes, so battle passes but no loot boxes, What are your thoughts on them going free to play? You're not paying for the game, but they have the battle pass. Uh,
1: I think that's fine. I mean, I I like the free to play. I like that. You don't, it's not pay to win. Uh, you can just, you know, get, get skins and stuff like that. Like Fortnite model, I think works great because, you know, there are a ton. I can't believe how many people actually pay and not just like five bucks here and there, but put hundreds of dollars into these games just for cosmetics. Oh yeah. Like what? But Hey, Cool. If, if I don't have to pay, you know, 30 bucks because Jimmy down the street is taking out of his dad's wallet and putting 600 bucks into a video game. And that pays for me and 20 other people. Hey, what <laughs> That kid's name is Zayden. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> like as long as the, the oh, game is being supported, I guess that's good. And, and certain kids, I mean, they must imagine when we were kids and we're playing a game, if we could have a custom, you know, back in the day, have a custom character and stuff like that. We probably would have loved it. We probably would have been that kid, you know, 30 years ago or 20 years ago but yeah. uh but yeah I, I, I like the the free-to-play model i, I know there's um wasn't there uh, oh it was loot boxes were, were an issue because of gambling and and stuff like that right. i think that's fine to not have them or at least not have paid loot boxes have them you know free in-game you know drops system kind of but uh but yeah i think it'll be good
0: yeah, I think, I think I've think i gotten to the point where I'm accepting Battle Passes more, especially as a person who's accepted Fortnite more, mm-hmm. because I do see that I just hop in Fortnite to play around. It's free, and I don't have to worry about it. I unlock some stuff here and there. Uh, the one thing I don't like is that I did want Rick and Morty skin one time, so I paid for the Battle Pass, like the fancy one, and then I didn't realize that you have to play a lot to still unlock it. Oh. It's just that you have access it's to now it. available to it. Yeah. yeah, so I'm like, well, shit, so I didn't unlock it, so I paid for something and I didn't get it, essentially. So, that's that's my bad that's my bad and learning how to use the battle pass system to maximize it and then again zayden who plays this game all the time and he's a seven-year-old or whatever teaching me how to do video games which feels weird but he's like dude you could just like upgrade this and do -do -do -do, do all these little tricks like instantly unlock stuff and i'm like well i i gotta watch a series of videos to like i feel so old now (laughs) you know there is there is ways to really manipulate the system and actually get maximize it and the kids know you know the kids know and and we just gotta get used to it Mm -hmm. Here's my question for you, Jonathan. It's replacing Be- Overwatch 1, and this is going to become a kind of a, com- a common practice, I feel. Overwatch 2 is free, so they have got to keep that in mind, but I won't have access to legit Overwatch 1 anymore. Do you see that as possibly them taking away Overwatch 1, if I still wanted to experience that old game to its exact uh, play style?
1: Yeah, it definitely is. I mean, they're taking away a game you paid for. But the game you paid for doesn't have a campaign or story mode or anything like that. It only has an online, you know, gameplay or you know PvP or whatever. Uh, yeah. So when you know, th- there's nothing to leave behind when they when they stop supporting that version of the game. There's nothing that you can hang on to. So if if they had projected that this was going to come someday, they could have, uh, you know, made the game. How, how do you say it? you know free to stream or whatever but you pay to uh access it like you pay for right like, i mean they, they could be doing the same thing they do now is from now on once you have a battle pass they can continue to change the game and update the game and swap it in and out or whatever and you're just paying for to, to get in the door and what's there is there uh, but when you buy it and you own a digital copy of it that gets a lot more sticky so they might have some pushback on that i imagine but if if they're giving away a free game, and say hey, we're gonna take this away from you, but we're gonna give you the new and improved version completely free. I don't think a lot of people are gonna have an issue with that.
0: It just comes down to the fact that like your digital ownership, I I think is something that us as possibly like the millennial generation might understand this a little better than like say Gen Z or Gen. Uh, by the way, I learned what the next one was. It was Gen Alpha after Gen Z. We talked about this a couple of weeks ago. Okay. going what the hell's after Gen Z, so they just start over. But yeah, it's Gen Alpha. <laughs> yeah. So they're just going with the Greek letters now. It could still be a Storm name, like you suggested, though. I'm not going to lie. Mm-hmm. It could be a Storm name. But uh yeah, so like we understand that, like, hey, I own this physical copy of like Banjo and Kazooie. This is my physical copy. I could play it. There's retro game stores that are dedicated to it. Kevin has got a retro game store that's dedicated to people doing that. Yeah. And now this new generation will never really know that feeling because they don't have a copy of Overwatch in their hand or, you know, they'll go with the future game because there's physical copies of Overwatch that you could just simply put into a system and it guaranteed a play because mm-hmm. now it'll upgrade to overwatch 2 And it's this online only game. And there's so many elements to it that are now permanently changed that have made something that you bought
1: useless. Yeah. That, that and it feels weird. So I, I was thinking about that too, how to kind of, I mean, the, the future generations won't care about it the same as us. Cause they didn't grow up with it like us, but like the same with movie, I mean, you know, movies and video games, you buy it, you have a hard copy, it's got the beautiful uh, art on it, the you know graphics, and you save that. You put it on display and stuff like that. Um, so how to kind of transition away from that, I think it'd be really cool if whenever you buy a digital game, you get uh, like a digital token that you can use, you know, post online or, you know, digital, uh, yeah, digital token that you can represent the game. But also if they mail you, a a badge or a token or a certain a certain standardized you know customized image that you know you can hang on your wall it, it could be just like the size of a, a button like a you know hmm. a vote vote for me button or whatever uh, I can't, I don't know what those are called <laughs> but uh,
0: it, I think they're just called buttons Jonathan and you're like kind of like adding a lot well, of extra like, words to I think
1: it's the, all kinds of yeah, shirt yeah. buttons button snaps I don't know but uh, <laughs> but yeah and and maybe like a poster or some certain sized uh you know graphic design so you can collect those some kind of collectible that would be a very standardized version that goes with every digital game you buy i think that would would be a lot better way to kind of hang on to what you have and collect i mean you're going to more be more likely to want to buy a game if you have you know you have all the lord of the rings games except for this new one and you have all the tokens lined up on your wall except for the newest one and you got to get it so you have the full set i mean it, it probably wouldn't cost them a whole lot to make them anyways
0: but for the newer generation, I think having physical collectibles is just something they don't care about as much anymore they'd rather have a library of skins for their Fortnite characters yeah it's just something that's hard for us to grasp as people who i mean i you see my you're right behind me yeah, actually Funko pops Funko pops yeah. or all my comic books or all my DVDs you know I've got all these different collections everywhere I need to stop collecting stuff I've got to empty the house out <laughs> but
1: do you think streamers it, so like, would like, I mean, just like how you have that stuff in the background, it looks really cool and it shows your your character and things you like. Don't you think streamers would like to represent themselves with things like that or or a way that you can yeah. show off your digital copy somehow?
0: There should be something that like a physical version of the digital copy would be a nice option, like an optional thing. If I have to spend $20 more to get a case, it's so it's funny because we're talking about this, this actually leads to an interview that we have booked for it'll be coming later on guys but there's an interview with somebody that that does exactly this but yeah it would be nice to spend a little bit more for a physical copy of it just so that i could have it on a shelf mm-hmm. and say i own it and even world of warcraft like if you wanted to play the 2004 version of world of warcraft it doesn't exist there's classic that mimics it and now the new game is a bastardized version of the original so if you spent 60 dollars on the original game where's the thing you bought yeah and We're not in that world anymore.
1: Yeah, I don't think that's going to be... Because like you would have to have a server and host the game yourself, right?
0: Which they have done for specifically World of Warcraft. And then Blizzard hunts them down and forces them to shut it off. Oh, yeah. Because they have a paid subscription to World of Warcraft. If you go through them. That's not
1: cool. Yeah, I mean, I think you should be able to... If you wanted to host your own version of that old game, you should be allowed to. If you paid for it. I mean, it, I understand no resale or whatever. You shouldn't be charging other people to play with you, but...
0: Right, of course not, yeah. Yeah,
1: but that doesn't seem doesn't seem fair. And it, it's hard because we're moving away from where we need to have a, a chunk of data. We don't need to have that disk anymore because everything, our internet's progressed to where everything can stream. So you can yeah. play the game directly off the internet, not have to, usually not even have to download a hard copy of the game for some stuff. But, um, yeah, I don't know. It's crazy.
0: It's it's tricky, and I think for us older generations, it's going to be hard for us to adapt to this. Yeah,
1: I think we just need to push forward into the metaverse. That would change things completely. Let's get to the
0: metaverse, guys. Let's just go full Matrix, and then that way you guys can walk around my digital house where I got everything on the walls in there. Right. Which is what's going to happen. It's so stupid. Exactly. All your Funko Pops. (laughs)
1: NFTs on the wall. When you when you buy a pop, (laughs) you get the digital copy too, and you put it on the shelf in your meta room, and yeah, people can actually come see it.
0: Uh, A little hint to an interview we got booked for in the future, guys. There is a company. There's a few of them, but the company we're gonna be talking to called Super Rare, and I know Kevin if he's listening to this, he's been screaming at his um his. I think he's using Android device <laughs> this entire time. But there's a company called Super Rare where there's digital only games. They've made a deal with those game those game companies, and they release a physical version for Switch with a physical case and really neat collectibles inside. And they actually have like. The, remember when you used to like rent a game from blockbusters and like they'd have like the paper in the middle. So you're reading it while mom's driving home oh, yeah. or whatever, <laughs> you know, they have those or they'll have like, oh, look, this one comes with pins or even like a lightsaber hilt for some of the Star Wars games. Uh, so there is a growing market for that where people will take digital copies, make them physical and, and sell them. And I'm telling you, John, they're so limited that when they release like a new game, uh, it's an indie game the games like normally pretty cheap but they like they release a full title game mm-hmm. it sells out like within that day sometimes that's crazy. people want this physical copy stuff it's out there the need so we're starting right, a business
1: on. of making uh box sets for new games that come out
0: I wouldn't hate doing that I'm not going to lie right. that would be really cool <laughs> if I could make a but I want to do see the thing we talked about this on pushing buttons um which guys go check out like, p- pushing buttons it's like this but it's all free form talking and sometimes we just get out of control it's great <laughs> I love you know the guest on that but I like AAA titles. They like indie titles. So I want to do like Minecraft. Yeah. I want to do a physical copy of Minecraft would mm-hmm. be dope. Well, like and then like you, comes in a big block.
1: <laughs> yeah, you just have to have a way around all the proprietary stuff, you know. But if you're doing like, you gotta make a deal. Super under the radar, and like a new Halo game comes out. Well, but they don't have any merch with it or whatever. Okay, I'm gonna you know work a deal with some company in China and have some cool you know tins made or metal boxes or whatever, and yeah. it folds out. Maybe has like a little light inside or whatever. With all the little, you know people want that stuff like you're saying people will pay a lot of money for some cool thing that represents a game that they really liked so yeah we just need to be the middleman that uh puts the two together microsoft get a hold of
0: us mm-hmm. we'll find many basically we want to be paid to be part of this group we don't yeah. necessarily we'll know the idea we'll guys. pick the games big picture the idea guys we're big picture guys <laughs> we'll write it down we are big picture guys yeah. i only want 15 percent. that'll be it that's plenty yeah and we're in a free copy of the game not gonna lie yeah yeah <laughs> All right, moving on to this crazy-ass story. So, Amazon's developing a mimic technology for Alexa. What this does, and they actually tested, they showed it off at their Mars conference this last week. It's a new feature on Alexa. Actually, I believe it's kind of in development, or it it might have already released. But with only a minute of human-recorded voices, it can mimic the person near perfectly. And they showed a demo of, I gotta make sure I speak quietly because mine will kick off, of (laughs) Your Alexa, the device. <laughs>
1: uh, <laughs> oh, Frank, the groceries are showing up at your door right now.
0: <laughs> oh, no, no, no. <laughs> Who ordered 15 Barbies? Oh, wait, but no, that was right. that's normal. Uh- <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah, that was
1: me. <laughs> <That's> <laughs> funny. I got that.
0: Yeah. But yeah, so the demo showed uh, this kid being read a storybook by their dead grandmother that the device was mimicking.
2: Yeah.
1: What
0: are your thoughts on this, Jaden?
1: That that's creepy. That is so, that is so unnecessary, weird. Yep. And to some extent, wrong. If somebody is dead, you shouldn't right. be yeah. stealing their identity and their voice and their character, and you know, still using it for a long time to come. Now, while you're alive, I think you can like, you know, use this and like give the rights for this to be used if you want to use your voice to narrate your favorite, you know, like Lord of the Rings books, or something like that. You would like that. That's a cool idea. Yeah. To be a narrator. And that's probably where this will really capitalize of, you know, pay Morgan Freeman for the rights to his voice. And then all your books get translated into his narration, but through this algorithm or whatever. Um, But yeah, yeah. people that are dead, that is just kind of morbid and weird. I mean, when you think about it, we watch movies and we listen to T to, to uh, recordings and stuff all the time. Where the person is already dead, like I'm watching right. Star Trek: The Original Series, almost everybody from that is already passed. So that's so sad. Yeah, but when you're you're creating something that they didn't have any input into, but you're using their voice, and it's it's not really them; it's synthesized. You know, it's it's generated. But this just, I, I think that's weird, and I don't see aside from like I just said, you know, narrating books, I don't see where this is necessary or where this is gonna yeah do any good for anybody
0: there's a couple things that you just brought up that make really good points one is the fact that you said oh yeah then you could use morgan freeman's voice to read all your books for you mm-hmm. but shouldn't morgan freeman be paid for that voice oh yeah
1: most definitely that's what i was saying is he would have you would have to buy but if it
0: mimics then you wouldn't
1: need it you would have to buy the rights to mimic his voice I see. Okay,
0: unlock the the Morgan Freeman AI. Yeah, basically. Yeah, whoever Which I definitely would. Day the one.
1: <laughs> publisher of the book would pay him and say, "Hey, we want to use your voice for all this stuff. You don't have to do the work. So instead of paying you, you know, whatever a thousand dollars, we'll pay six hundred dollars just to use the rights to your voice, and then mm-hmm. the AI does all the work." But I don't know.
0: Then there's also this. This is actually already in you. This like one part of it. Uh, we've seen it actually done on our grandpa. He, he almost, he actually fell for it a little bit where they'll call somebody and that person will respond. That's why whenever you get, whenever you get a phone call from somebody you don't know, don't say anything more than hello mm-hmm. until you know, it's not a uh, uh, whatever. A recording. scam. Yeah. Um, a scam. And so then they, they recorded our cousin. Then they used our cousin's voice to then call our grandpa. And they used his voice to say, Hey, I need money, for whatever I got in jail and stuff like that. And He fell for it, of course, because it was Ricky, you know, like that was his voice and it wasn't him, but they mimicked the voice and he fell for it. And luckily he was stopped before. I was like, oh, hold on. Call Ricky, (laughs) you know, double check this. Uh, And he luckily got stopped, but thank god well otherwise who knows what else could happen and and again there's a generational thing where they just simply don't even understand the idea of having technology mimic your voice we're thinking it's creepy they don't think it's possible yeah they're thinking yeah. this is
1: wizard magic or something <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> wizard magic <laughs> uh, uh yeah it's just it's crazy what technology can can do and where we're where we're going with it but some stuff it's like we we shouldn't i i don't see the except for like scam artists like I don't see the societal benefit of being able to replicate somebody's voice, make a completely unique, generic voice. That's fine. It'll sound like somebody somewhere in the world, but to actually specifically imitate someone's voice, I get they're saying, Oh, well, grandma could read bedtime stories to the grandkid after they passed. But that's, I think that'd be more sad and maybe like a little bit twisted to or me, traumatizing. devastating. Yeah. yeah. I
0: don't, I wouldn't want that myself yeah. personally. So
1: I don't, I don't think, if that's what they're going for i don't think there's going to be a market for that specifically um i think it's just going to get abused yeah. in bad ways so
0: they are they are selling it as by the way microsoft's working on a version of this too they they patented it in 2021 the mm-hmm. so both companies are pushing for this um but amazon was specifically pitching it as like this will help with healing cuz then you could hear your loved ones when you're mourning them and it's like i, I don't think so because you know that behind the curtains too much, but I record a lot of, of our elderly uh, folk voices so that we use be used for later on. And the voice, for some reason, it it's like almost kind of like smells too, I think. But voices hold so much more meaning mm-hmm. to the person hearing them. And so it's devastating when you hear them, especially too soon after they've passed. So hearing it come out of the robot in your room that's then reading a... I mean, God, a thick, thick, can you think of a horror movie this would be? Yeah. You're sitting there washing dishes and all of a sudden you hear somebody you know past reading a storybook to your kid in another room. Like right. my God, at the beginning of a black mirror. It's going to be the next black yes. mirror episode. There's actually, there is a black mirror episode that does this. Oh, <laughs> It's funny. Yeah, it's already a black mirror, which is crazy. <laughs> that's
1: I, I must've missed. I I was, I can't wait for more of them to come out, but now, now that you're saying that I must've missed some of them. Cause I thought I watched all of them, but I love, I love black mirror.
0: Did you watch the star Trek episode of black mirror, by the way?
1: Yeah. Oh, that's one of my favorites. Okay. Yeah.
0: That's it's okay. Okay. Um, yeah, this is a weird technology. Let us know if you guys would use this for a past loved one. I I can't even think of like, I was like, well, maybe somebody who's a little more distant past, like something that we've lost a while ago. I'm like, I just don't think so because the voice is so powerful.
1: Okay. So this is a, a sad perspective that we're seeing right now, but I could see it in a totally different light. That would be a lot more useful or fun, fun to use. If you want to talk to somebody that you don't have access to talk to, I want to talk to Abraham Lincoln. Or I want to talk to not Kate Mulgrew, who's still alive, but Captain Catherine Janeway from Voyager. Like, yeah. You want to have a conversation with them. The AI can simulate their voice and simulate the conversation that they, how they would respond. Yeah. So you can, you know, have a fun conversation with somebody. I don't know. That'd be interesting.
0: That is the good pitch. That is a solid pitch for it. That would yeah. be pretty neat. Uh, but again, we come down to the fact that Kate Mulgrew's voice is being used without her permission, but blah, blah, yeah. blah, you should be able to pay her.
1: <laughs> it's tough this is a step in we're going to be creating people pretty soon we're, we already got deep yes. fake technology mixed with this That's put them both good. in the metaverse and you have a fully synthetic person that was generated
0: one of the google devs that got fired uh was saying that my ai chat box came to like gain sentience yeah. and then they destroyed it He's trying to, t- and Google's like, That's no, murder. he's full of shit. That didn't happen, yada, yada, yada. But the Google developer said, like, no, I'm telling you, it gained sentience. It was like, he said it had the intelligence of a seven-year-old child. That thing had intelligence, or uh, uh, sentience, a, a true AI. And Google's saying, like, no, he didn't actually create AI. The fully autonomy doesn't didn't happen. You know, they tried to shut it down right away. But he's like, I'm telling you guys, they killed him. <laughs> it's like, okay. <laughs> We don't need to get into sci-fi that much. Like <laughs> right. I don't even have my replicator yet. And you guys are already doing this. Get yeah, out of here. We've
1: got to slow down and <laughs> tiptoe. That's
2: crazy. Yeah.
0: All right, let's get into our headlines, guys. All right, here are your headlines. Uh, the Jon Snow spinoff we're discovering was actually Kit Harington's idea. He's the one pitching it to HBO. So he's the one on board. That's going to be really cool. Ken Fai says the next a large Marvel crossover event will be revealed in the coming months. Fans are already speculating probably be a multiverse-based thing after Doctor Strange makes sense. Asper, the developers behind the Switch version of Star Wars Knights of the Old Republic, have admitted that the Switch version of the game is unbeatable. So if you bought the game, you actually cannot beat it right now. They're working on a bug to fix that, which would really piss me off if I put 20 hours into a game because that's a long game. And all of a sudden you're like, well, hopefully that ending is good. Uh. Disney uh, announced that Guy Ritchie is going to be directing the live-action Hercules. I'm really hoping this doesn't get too like cheesy. I want Hercules to be like kind of a hardcore movie. Personally, I doubt Disney's going to do a very bloody Hercules. but give it a shot. You never know. It's going
1: to be musical. Watch. Oh, God, <laughs> I know. I can totally see that.
0: Ugh. Ubisoft announces that they're going to have a September event where they will film more games. Specifically, they're going to reveal the future of Assassin's Creed uh, franchise. I think they're going to make Assassin's Creed franchise. Closer to Fortnite, where it's live service and it's like always on and stuff like that. Do you think they're going to try to stick with the norm, go back to their original formula or create something new that's going to be closer to Fortnite?
1: Yeah, I think definitely something closer to Fortnite. But they don't have an Assassin's Creed that's in the future of our time yet, do they? No, Imagine that would be awesome. Assassin's Creed in space. That'd be dope.
0: Assassin's Creed in space. <laughs> space assassins. <laughs> Sounds dumb. Uh, last thing, Marvel is a reveal that they're working on a Wonder Man series for Disney+. Wonder Man is one of those lower tier superheroes, but you know, Disney plus is going to do a good job with it. So there you go. That's your headlines for the week.
1: All right, Frank, I got the watch list for July. Uh, If you guys are trying to figure out what to watch on TV and I got a couple choices in theaters. If you're uh, looking to get out stranger things, we got the second half of season four, season four, volume two comes out July 1st. Uh, that'll be good. Have you, you watched Stranger Things, right, Frank?
0: Oh hell yeah! We're doing a watch party at my house, by the way, for season for that. So come on over July
1: first at my house, John. Nice. Okay, I can't wait for that. Uh, Tuca and Birdie comes out July tenth. Uh, Better Call Saul on AMC is July eleventh. It'll be much it's later. The, the, the
0: second half. Yeah. What's that? The second half of like season six for them.
1: Yeah, yeah. It'll and but it won't be out on uh, was I think it's Netflix that, that you can stream it, but it'll be
0: no. But AMC's got their own streaming service now. Of course they do. Uh, That you could like pay for that and see it right away if you wanted to.
1: Great. Uh, What we do (laughs) do in the shadows, July 12th. Solar opposites, (laughs) July 13th.
0: Uh, I'm over here pumping my arm. Sorry, Don. I know. It's like
1: I'm blowing through these because I I haven't even watched what we do in the shadows. I know you've told me a thousand times how good it is. I know. Uh, We got Resident Evil on Netflix, uh, July 14th. Brand uh,
0: new Resident Evil series. That's the live action one. Yeah. That. What, what do you
1: think? Is that going to be pretty good or what? Are you excited for that?
0: One? I hope they don't botch it. If they could tell like the story from the games again, like actually like stick to that, I'd be happy with it. Hopefully they don't botch it. The latest Resident Evil movie. Jonathan, or I'm sorry, Daniel is a uber fan. We were in the theaters and the only reason we didn't walk out is because we didn't actually tell each other let's get the hell out of here. Oh, uh... we we're hoping the other guy would say like let's leave. But we didn't <laughs> want to interrupt him. And then afterwards, we found out like I wanted to leave twenty minutes in. He's like, I wanted to leave nineteen minutes in. <laughs> <laughs> <Nice>. <laughs> Shit.
1: I liked the first two movies. After that, it just kind of started going too far off, you know, off the rails.
0: Uh, they tried to reboot, and it's awful. So hopefully, this show is good.
1: Yeah, and then we got uh, Light and Magic on Disney Plus. You were telling me a little bit about that coming out July twenty seventh. It is George Lucas's seri- uh, production company. Yeah, production company. Oh, okay.
0: Yeah, so it's a it's a documentary series about that. Which basically they do the special effects for. They started off with Star Wars and Indiana Jones. But they do it for so many things now, mm-hmm. and they're they're one of the big leaders on stagecraft, which we've talked a lot about that on the podcast. And there are now already spinoff technologies for stagecraft that they're using for Star Trek. So check this out. I'm going to check it out yeah, too. It's going to be that's really pretty good.
1: cool. We also have uh, from HBO. It's already out is uh, Westworld season four. If you guys have been watching Westworld, I kind of did that already release. Oh snap! Right in the yeah down. yeah on the 26th. So when people are listening to it, it's already released. Okay. Uh, yeah. On Netflix, we have. Uh, Umbrella Academy season 3. Do you know that? I didn't That's all my recommendation for the week, guys. Nice. Umbrella Academy is
0: dope. I will talk about it more here oh, soon. Oh, you've already watched Thanks. it all? Season 3? I'm halfway oh, through. Oh my
1: gosh. Yeah. Okay. I, I honestly I didn't even realize it was out until I started looking up what's coming out soon. Uh <laughs> yeah. Peaky blinder season 6 is already out. On Hulu, we got Orville and so I, they they named this differently. I thought it was going to be Orville season 3. It's Orville uh, the yeah. New Horizon. And so Yeah, it's it, it, Orville, new budget. Yeah.
2: <laughs> it's funny. And it is. so
1: it, it was, it even is listed online as a series premiere. So I'm like, is this a whole different yeah. show? And other people are calling it still season three. Uh, but I mm-hmm. I, I kind of think they're kind of doing like a soft restart where this. It's a soft reboot. Yeah. 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 But
0: it, but I will say the stories lean 100% back on the past. Yeah. You yeah. still should watch one and yeah. two. Yeah.
1: Maybe when they release it later in the future, they'll, they'll start by releasing here so that the first two seasons don't really mm-hmm. attach themselves the same way. Uh, and on Disney, if you haven't seen, uh, Ms. Marvel is out and Dr. Strange, uh,
2: Multiverse Versa of Man- In the Multiverse of Man- Yeah.
1: Um, uh, that's on Disney Plus. Uh, what else? Are oh, sorry. Two more things. Minions, uh, Rise of Gru is coming out to the movie theaters and Thor Love and Thunder. I think that comes out tomorrow on the July 8th. July 8th. That's July what it is. Coming soon. Yep. Don't, don't forget
0: that, John. You and me are going to go watch it together. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, right, oh, we'll get I'll some popcorn. Have, I'll have
1: to bring Susie too, since she's uh, such a Thor fan.
0: Well, we have to explain Marvel to <laughs> her, John. We got to make sure we break it all down. Yeah, so, well, she, <laughs> I mean, either
1: way, she needs to watch all the other Thor movies in between the first one and and uh, Love and Thunder, so she understands what's going on. She could skip two. <laughs> yeah,
0: she doesn't need to watch two. That was bad. Yeah, but watch Ragnarok for sure, so she can see how wrong you are.
2: <laughs> um. <laughs>
0: All right, let's go ahead and get into our uh, recommendations. All right, my recommendation is yes, go watch *Umbrella Academy*. It's fantastic. What I like about this series, and I forgot how much I liked this part, is it's based off the like character development, so more so than like the story. Mm-hmm. But, like if you watch a Marvel one, which I love them all, don't get me wrong, but they're they're real flashy. It's a really cool world building, buildings, super cool superpowers. But this is much more about like hey, these characters are going to develop and they're going to be super deep. And then we're going to say, okay, this is what happened. What are those characters? How are they going to react to it? And I thought about it this morning and it's like, bobs I consider it like Bob's Burger and Family Guy. So Family Guy is like Marvel. They'll tell you a lot of jokes. You'll laugh along the way. It's great. But Bob's Burgers will develop Tina. Mm -hmm. And when Tina says something silly about a boy she likes, I'm laughing at him more because that's the character well-developed over multiple seasons. Mm -hmm. That's what Umbrella Academy is. So go check out Umbrella Academy. Worth the watch. It's
1: more like a oh, more like a soap opera perfect. for our time, right? Where it follows the the I growth wouldn't of the say character. It's as
0: cheesy well, as a yeah, soap opera. Though. It's not Arrowverse. No, no, yeah. no, yeah. But the yeah, fact that it leans Arrowverse. on the
1: character development and not necessarily the plot and where where the story is going, but the growth of a character.
0: I want to add. I think they did an excellent job. Personally, I think they did an excellent job uh, with Elliot Page's transition. They made sure to also have the character transition in the uh show. Mm-hmm. uh Vanya last season going to be Victor this season. They did a really good job addressing that, which I think is nice for people to see how to react to this. Yeah. So, you know, and even like some of the characters, are like should we throw a party and celebrate Victor? <laughs> you know, becoming Victor. And they did a wonderful job with that. I think I, I, I'm really happy with how they handled that. That seems classic. Nice. What's your recommendation for the week, John? Uh Thor. I guess I don't. I don't know of any other. Oh, so there's. A... It doesn't have to be something that's not. It doesn't have to be something that's coming out. It could be something that's already out. Maybe a movie you liked. Just a recommendation that that
1: you think people should check out. I haven't seen any movies in a while. <laughs> I want to go to the. Yeah. Oh, oh!
0: My recommendation to you guys: don't have a kid. It takes up oh, all your fucking time. It takes up so much time.
1: She's uh, <laughs> great. I love him, but uh, yeah, I don't get to go to the movies <laughs> like I used to. Though Lightyear, I yeah. I was so amped to go see Lightyear the other day. Uh, my wife and son are out of town for a week, so it's like okay, I got a million things I need to get done. I want to have fun with you know all kinds of stuff, and I I really need to clean and rearrange a little bit around here. Uh, but I was planning some time to go see Lightyear. And then luckily I didn't something else came up and and I got derailed. And then I talked to my wife about it the other day. She's like, Oh no, please don't, don't go see it without me. I I really want to go see that movie. So it's like, okay, cool. She hardly ever wants to go to the theaters. So I'm waiting for her to come back. Uh, but I am excited to go see that. So, uh, if you haven't yet, I, I, I watched the behind the scenes, uh, thing, the documentary that's already on Disney plus. Oh yeah. So, uh, Mm -hmm. they kind of got me super excited for it. That's why I couldn't wait to go see it. But, uh, but yeah, I, I, I can't say it's great, but I've heard good things so far, so go check it out. How was that documentary? Oh, that was good. Yeah, that was pretty cool. Explaining, they go into a lot of the development of Buzz from the original Toy Story movies and then kind of how they transition and, you know, tweak the character for the new movie. So it was really cool. Let us know what your
0: grade is and we'll post it online so people can watch along with you and see what they, they share your thoughts. Nice. With. All right, guys, that's it this week. Remember, we have July 4th off as we enjoy the sun. You guys make sure to do as well. And we'll see you guys later. Bye. Bye.